Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Dame Landerlich. With me today is Samson Davis. I'm on day two of trying to get back into that workout routine post-pandemic. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. Day two is the worst. Tomorrow's leg day, so I'm going to die. Oh, I'm so sorry. I hope your bathroom's on the same floor as you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Alex Finn. Along with that helpful advice, I would also support the release of the mouth sounds cut that Daniel has threatened <laughs> on Twitter. Go check it out. Yeah. And Stace Babcock. Yeah, I uh, started running again a few weeks ago, and the first time, my legs definitely thought I had betrayed them. <laughs> Got like a quarter mile, and they were just screaming at me, like, why? I was like, come on, you can yeah. do it. You've done yeah. this before. You can do it again. They declared themselves baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. Heck yeah, because I did my homework prior to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> guys, when I suspect Daniel is going to pick me, I ask you guys what happened last time. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Okay, so the starting point, I'm still a little hazy on, but we came back to the village from Chacha absorbing the nature god, and Vlad was a real fucking dick. I remember that, like a real asshole. But anyway, long story short, Dilly ends up getting his crafting on. He makes a set of crutches for Nyx. He makes or starts to work on a plan for a cannon leg. And then also creates a synth slurry for the Henderson, so maybe they don't have to try to eat rocks. So the party takes that slurry out to the Hendersons at their synth structure, and uh, we very sadly find out that some of their bones apparently turned into synth, and then the other Hendersons may have broken them apart to eat their bones. That's the impression I got. I mean, like, waste not, want not. Right. So... There are only two Hendersons. Family is about sharing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's what's on the inside that counts. Yeah, the two Hendersons that remained, one of them was the guy who, when Cha-Cha tried to help the Hendersons by unmutating or further mutating them using the nature god's powers, she mutated him so that his arm fell off, basically. So the one-armed guy well, survived. It, like, shrunk up, didn't it? It deflated, I thought. Mm -hmm. So it was just like a rubber glove on the side of his body. And it stayed there? I imagine it was just a stump. Kind of sounded like all the material was... He's got a skin pocket flapping in the breeze. It got pulled back in. It doesn't look like a stamp. Yeah, like it deflated and went back in. Yeah, okay. The one-armed guy survived and someone else survived. And they thanked Dilly for the recipe. And it it really felt bad. Felt like maybe we (laughs) hadn't helped the Hendersons. And then we also made clothing. Cha-Cha got her sewing skills on. Nyx has a real cool matching top and bottom leather outfit with fringe. And this all took place over a few days. And uh, once the party came back from delivering the slurry to the Hendersons, they heard that the travelers were once again visiting to do one of their little recruitment things. And so the crew wandered over there only to find... Hey, you holding several young people spellbound as he regaled them with tenets and tales. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where we ended the episode, probably. Yeah, that sounds like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the crutches because Dilly made the crutches because he was able to work on the cannon part, but you didn't want to be without your leg the whole time. So he needs two more days to install it without the leg on you. Right. Yep. So yeah, you guys have just wandered into this scene. There's, it's not very set up. I mean, it's literally just outside of town. Hey, you has found like a rock that he's sitting on as he's talking to all these, you know, adolescents essentially hanging out out there. And he's up there and he's just like, so like I said, my name's Hey, you. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the Benevolent Society of Travelers. You know, we go around and we try to help everybody. We try to explore, you know, we try to remember and, you know, through our example, you know, help change the world. You know, our founder, Mordai Kim, developed our particular fighting style and he like points at a couple of the kids like, yeah, I saw you get excited. Uh, we'll get to that later. But, you know, also our, our tenets and our, our ethics, he uh, points at one of the kids and says, have you had a chance to go exploring around your town yet? And the kid says, not really. My parents are afraid of animals or monsters eating me. And he starts telling them a story about exploring and with a group of people and fighting off the, the thing he describes. It's like, he's, it's like a gigantic creature, enormous, long, sharp teeth and a huge mouth, something that screams like something that the way his description sounds, it sounds like something like a cross between a, woolly mammoth and a gorilla and he's describing you know working with these other explorers to fight it off and you can see that some of the kids are scared but some are excited by the story you know it's all about your journey you know it's possible i could have died during all that but that's okay that's my journey and i still got to help people out and i've seen so much of the steadfast and you know i highly recommend you guys think about it you know i'm going to be hanging out out here you know, in the area for just like a couple more days, and then I'm going to be heading back to the proving ground. And anybody who wants to can come with me to check it out, try out some training, and see what's right for them. If you want to, we can do a little bit of a demonstration of the fighting style in a little bit. Just need to limber up a bit, and uh, so let's take a short ten minute break. And he hops down off the rock, and the kids kind of like start wandering around and talking to each other. And hey, he was just over by the rock, and he's not really stretching that much. He's and Nix, you would know from, you've seen these kinds of demonstrations before. You know that what he's going to do is very basic, but, you know, he's making a point of kind of taking a break and, you know, he's just sort of staring up and enjoying the sunshine. Question one, are we disguised? Yes. 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 Okay. I always want to establish that before we start anything. Absolutely. Because we have bad habits. <laughs> very bad habits. What do you guys do? Nix, how you feeling? I uh, I just want to watch and see what happens. Because, like, first of all, that's Hey You. You guys recognize him? Yeah, he was uh, yeah. in front of the Traveler's House in Sherman. Didn't you give him squirps? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just kind of want to see what's up. Because, like, so many people are just against this. So I think it might be kind of cool to, like, observe without him knowing who I am. Also, like, Jen's hurt me, guys. Jen's hurt me, like, real bad. 
though we hurt her back by chasing Heiyu out of town by humiliating him in a one-on-one sparring match where he gets his ass handed to him and all the children point and laugh. No, I just meant that I wanted to make sure he's cool, Cha-Cha, before we, like, talk to him. That's all. (laughs) Oh, damn, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, no one hurts Nick's. I I don't think hey he's gonna hurt next. I don't. You know. No, no, no. But like we could hurt Jen through hey you without really hurting hey you because like with the growing negativity around the travelers, I'm worried that a group of people will kind of take hands into their own like hands <laughs> ideas. Oh, <laughs> I mean like I've I've had the crowd turn on me, and when they do, numbers is a really big factor. So like. By chasing Heyu out of town, we might be doing him a favor before he gets, like, hurt. I think we just, like, kind of let this play out. I want to see what what what's up. We're going to be, like, private investigators, Cha-Cha. We get trench coats and fedoras. You would have to make them, dude. Like, I don't think we have enough leather for trench coats. But what about fedoras? Probably. We got enough leather for one fedora. Actually, not even a fedora, it's a trilby. We don't have a lot. Mm, these are sad circumstances. It's a dark time for all of us. We're undercover private investigators, Cha-Cha. So you can't have the hat. So while you've been having this conversation, hey, you has gotten up and walked over to some of the dirt next to the rock, and he's drawn a wide circle on it. Nick, you would recognize this. He's drawing from memory, just like you could. The exact dimensions of a practice circle at the Proven Grounds. And he comes in, he steps in the center of the circle, and he says, like, okay, so first I'm just going to show you some basic stuff about, you know, the kinds of things you teach your body to do. And he begins start doing, like, sorts of physical displays of things like flips and things like that. It's the same kind of stuff that you use in combat, but... One of the things that you'll note, Nix, is that the moves are more flashy than they need to be. Like, this is a physical display intended to impress. Like, he's he's really going for broke. It doesn't actually have much to do with the, like, fighting prowess. You know, he could just be doing that because he's performing. I mean, would you say that he's overemphasizing the moves enough to create openings? Should someone wish to attack him? I'm just... <laughs> Cha-cha, put the gun away. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's just like wide open right there in the middle of the kick. We could just solve this problem. That would cause a new problem. Let's let's just let's just wait. Let's... I feel like the village parents wouldn't see it that way. So it could be that he's just doing it to perform. Some of the moves are somewhat reminiscent of the aerial school of the Travelers, that particular style of combat. You've never really seen his tattoos, so you can't be sure without seeing him in a real fight if if that's his school or not. So he's doing those leaps and spins, and he's like, okay, so... And he drops down to his feet, and he's not even out of breath, just like you would have been out of breath. And this is basic stuff. And he looks at the crowd, and he says, like, now, that looks fancy, but it's also very practical. And he's like, so can I get a couple of volunteers? And he points at a couple of like the burliest teenagers <laughs> that you can, like the two that look strongest. He's like, come on, come up. And he has them step in the circle. And first he has the first one say like, hey, just come at me. Just try to hit me or, you know, knock me over, whatever. 
and the kid fries and hey you easily dodges out of the way and you know kind of knocks the kid to the ground like very gently like he's not trying to hurt him like Nick, you're watching his moves and like there's when the kid is doing this like there are ways that hey you could do serious damage or even kill him like very easily in response to that and hey you is clearly trying to do the gentlest and while being the most like flowy impressive thing look from an exterior like somebody watching to really impress the other kids I like karate kid yeah and then he has both the kids come and has them both try to do it to him and he does the same thing with them at the end he's like so this is kind of this is this is one of my favorite parts along with the exploration but then you know we also you know it becomes a family of people that you trust and you know we say our family travels with us and that's because you know uh your found family is the most important and you know we honor our parents you know the travelers that have come before us and that's why we have we take on these new parents through the society so nix is gonna try to like make this sound like it's coming from possibly anywhere in the crowd okay and she's gonna be like i heard you turned on one of your own in charmand okay i'm gonna need a deception roll or a stealth roll something like that to hide it try to disguise where your voice is coming from i guess performance would work too cha-cha's helping how will cha-cha help by doing the yeah and dilly help as well by also going ooh. no dilly um will try to use like his illusion at a distance and actually make it sound like it's coming from a different part of the crowd. Ooh, adding to the ooze or nicks? Maybe adding an echo to her voice? Yeah. Basically, just trying to keep it away from us, where Heyu looks for the source. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll have two assets on this. All right, and this isn't social, right? You said this is more like a stealth. No, it's not social. So difficulty is going to be a 15. And then you've got two assets, so that's a 9. Is it speed? And it'd be, I think, probably, it's probably intellect-based to pull this off. Okay. Nyx is feeling very confident about her ability to throw her voice. Okay. So that's a six. Okay. It's a lot of, that's expensive effort over there down the old. But, you know, what else does Nyx have intellect for? I'm going to spend one level of effort to drop it to a three. Okay. Please roll one. Seventeen. Please roll one. <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Mahayu looks up and says, uh, what was that? You heard, you heard me. me. Um, I really didn't. Um, I was kind of talking. Did you repeat that? Nix looks at Dilly, like, like makes a gesture, like, say it, do it over there. Can Chacha move to the another part of the crowd and say it? But within eyesight Ooh. of Dilly? Okay. He's like, could you just repeat that? I, I, you know, I get really in the moment when I'm talking. Was Chacha saying out loud? Yeah, I think Chacha's gonna move to another part of the crowd within eyesight of Dilly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And just say, yeah, I heard they were total traitors in Germain against one of their own. It's not very safe. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like us. I'm not aware of anything like that. Now, admittedly, I've been out here traveling for a while. It's been, a, been at least a month since I've been to Charmon, maybe longer. So... I'm not aware of anything like that, but I'll tell you something. That is completely against the tenets of our order. That's not the way we operate. Nick's elbows Dilly, and she's like, she mouths like, told you, told you. 
Okay, Jen is still trying to kill you. Chacha's gonna shut up. But what if the money was right? Hey, next you should probably be be prepared to like save Chacha from this one. <laughs> nah, he he's cool. He's not gonna like or save people from Chacha. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make sense. I like. I don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind spending money if the the deal's good. But yeah, for the most part, I have what I need. You know, got my clothes, got my boots, and he lifts up my foot and like smacks the toe of his boot. I've got my heart, and I got my, my skills. That's that's really all I need. So Nyx looks at Dilly, and she's like making like one, two, three with her fingers, like really obviously that she's trying to indicate she wants to say something, and she wants Dilly to throw her voice again. Okay. So she goes one, two, three. I, I heard Pathfinder Jen, Jen is, is telling bounty hunters how to hunt down Nyx. That's really specific. That's the rumor. <laughs> I think Chacha kind of looks at Nick's like, really? I feel like we're heckling a kid's show. <laughs> we are. That's who we are. Purple dinosaur costume <laughs> behind the, the rock. I hear Barney smokes. He brings the mascot costume if the kids are really young there. Oh, he needs to change his, his pitch. For, for the summer camp? For the the, <laughs> the tweens summer camp? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. It's like YMCA camp. Well, Nix is a friend, and I, I think I would hurt if somebody was doing something nasty to her. But come out. Let me see you. Let's, let's talk face to face. No. <laughs> <laughs> stranger danger. Okay. Later. Well, this is weird. This is weird. Um, so, it, hey, kids. It kind of looks at one of the kids, like, gives look like, oh, look this. And the kid just, like, shrugs <laughs> and shakes their head. And, and he's like, okay, well, um, it's not cool to kind of yell at me and hide, but if that's your journey, that's your journey. There's something about the way he tones it and his accent that I'm not doing, but Nick's, you kind of know that that's the traveler equivalent, even though that's your journey is a totally fine thing to say, but his tone, it's very subtle. It's the traveler journey version of the Bless um, your heart. Southern. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Nix would be very familiar with. And he looks at the kids like, so, like I said, I'm going to be hanging out here for a couple more days. Feel free to come out if you have more questions. Do another one of these get-togethers. You know, he points over to where there's a sort of the remnants of a cooking fire. It's actually a fairly large pot there. Nix, you recognize that smell. It is one of the best stews that they would have regularly at the Proving Ground. Not all the time, but it was like after, it was like a festival stew. Like after people completed a big milestone in training, they would all get together and have this stew together. I'm going to yell something horrible. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think Chacha's moved slightly over, and she's going to... It looks like he's trying to cook kids! What is this? No wonder he travels. He has to steal kids! Nix is, like, trying to, like, across the crowd, be like, make the, like, cut across the <laughs> neck. Like, stop. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention it. Those, I mean, I did use, like, goats. Um, but you know, they weren't babies. They were just, you know, full grown mountain goats. Nick's gets in line for some of that stew. But Touch is reconsidering. He's already passed out the stew. Like the stew was the first part. Like sad. 
You miss good stew. Nick's gets in line for one of those goats. But he motions and the kids kind of like start dispersing. A couple of them wave at him happily and he waves back at them and runs off. And he goes back over to the pot and starts ladling out a little bit more into a bowl for himself. And he grabs what looks to be a skin of presumably water and takes a big drink. What do you guys do? The kids are dispersing. So you can, if you want to stay here and be hidden, you're going to have to find somewhere to hide. No, as soon as they're alone, like next will gesture for, for Dilly to drop her disguise and walk over there. Oh, no. Dilly's not going to do that until all the kids are gone. Right. That's oh, what I said. Okay. <laughs> once okay. all the kids are, once they're alone. Okay. So the kids are leaving and you three are standing there. Hey, you does look over you guys and kind of gives you a little sup nod and half smile like he hasn't put two and two together yet he's just oh there's people hanging out <laughs> dilly gives a nod towards nix and her disguise drops yeah nix will walk over to hey you nix nix that's hey, awesome you. i haven't seen you in a while like it's like it's good to see you i mean i i wondered what was up with you like there was all that stuff about your name was up on the job board and then half of the gen took it down so i figured it was okay but like it's it's wild like have you been where have you been wandering it's good to see you uh wait he pauses like that wasn't you yelling out there, was it? Yeah, it kind of was. Because, like, honestly, hey, you, like, I was not sure. Like, no offense. Like, I definitely enjoyed our time together in Charmond, and I would definitely consider you a friend. But Pathfinder Jen betrayed me, and I'm just, like, not sure who I can even trust right now. He pauses for a moment, and he's like, well, first thing, super uncool, my dude, disrupting somebody else's thing for that. Not cool especially fellow traveler. I had to be sure, man. I, I really am. I really am. Yeah, but you could have done you could have done that face to face. Like we're having a talk now. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, two, that is a wild about Pathfinder Jen. I don't, I've never thought of her that way at all. I mean, she's, she's a Pathfinder. She's been that was society for a long time. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I trust another traveler, but like, that's just that's just something heavy to be dropping on me. Now I know you are like the first traveler I've seen since I left Charmond. A lot more shit went down. Like, I'm really very much more wanted. Uh, also by the queen. And oh yeah, shit. yeah. what'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> well, okay. Well. Really? I would figure there would be at least be a good story in it, right? Yeah, so I didn't do anything wrong is what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, so the queen arrested my parents because, like, she thought I was hanging out with a terrorist. And then, yeah, oh, my, yeah, and then my terrorist friend, like, broke them out of jail <laughs> and helped them escape. Uh, and so, like, oh. yeah, yeah. So, like, now I'm super wanted and Pathfinder Jen is helping bounty hunters find me. Like they're yeah, so Wow. I mean that that's not family, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, that's rough. I could see like not wanting me to be around, like totally get that, but like actively helping people find me. Yeah, that's weird. Look, here's my evidence, and she'll pull out the little notebook, got this off a of bounty hunter, and show him the note. Okay. So he looks at the book and he kind of like flicks around the pages and stuff like that, and he's like 
Seriously? 5,000 shins each? Uh, right, yeah. You're not, um, thinking about it, are you? No. No, no. no. Insight check. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's a 15. I got an 8. Pretty little efforts. <laughs> 7. Uh, no shit. Oh, I guess I can. 17. 9. Yeah, so Nick's definitely huh? Hey, you is thrown off by the number, but he's he's not really thinking about it. But me and Dilly are sure he's thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not really tempted. I mean, like, the number throws him off, but again, like, hey, you doesn't seem like he's aware of what money is worth, but he doesn't seem that concerned by it. Gotcha. Question, is hey, you a himbo? Oh, is he? Well, you'll have to define for me what you're calling a himbo so I can help define that for you. Sweet, innocent baby who does not do wrong. Also big and buff and muscular, but not a thought behind his eyes. Yeah, just head empty. I think that's going to be... Basis call? No, I'm going to base it off of this inside roll. Mm-hmm. You guys may not necessarily trust that he's not tempted by it. But he also kind of comes across as relatively, like, to you guys, like, the way he talks, like, very naive. Wholesome. And, yeah, and he he tends to speak a little slower, and, like, he doesn't necessarily, like, seem like he's that bright. I mean, he's not huge, but he's he's built in a similar way as Nyx is. Like, he is very strong, but it's a very, like, you know, it's a lighter frame. It's designed for doing fast, delicate movements as opposed to, like, slamming into shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's probably just slight, like, he's probably around the same size as Nyx. He might be... No, he's probably got the exact same build, really, because the styles aren't that radically different. And Nyx, this is what you can tell from your insight. He's startled by the number, but he's not tempted. Hey, you comes across, at least in this moment, as very earnest, but he's also very sharp. It's like, it's not just technique. Like, he was up here talking to those kids, and while he was dumbing it down, like, you know that there's a deeper understanding in him of what he's talking about. He's not just, you know, it's not like he got stoned, but they got up there. Oh. <laughs> he's one of those guys that you think is stoned all the time, but he's actually never touched a drug in his life. Yeah. 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 He's just high on life. And he's paying attention to everything. Mm. Nick, that's the other thing you would know is that he looks like he's very laid back right now and his muscle he is relaxed. But you know that he is not aggressively, but just sort of out of instinct tracking everybody that's in this area right now, where they are, how far away they are. Same way you would in a situation where you're not like in a place that you would flat out designate as safe. Yeah, so uh, I, I am sorry for crashing your uh, show. I'm just having a hard time. Hey, forgiven, man. Like, so what What? What would you do? Like, you said you're heading back to the Proving Ground in like a couple days. Yeah, I've got to, you know, um, you know, I figured I've, I've been kind of making my rounds here. Um, and Pathfinder Gerald said, come out here and the mountain's bone and, you know, check to see if there was anybody interested in joining the society. Do you know that they don't like us here, man? Like, I've been here in disguise and they talk like some mad shit about us. Hey, man, if I worried about everybody who said something mean about me, 
I spent my whole life worrying, you know? Really? I feel like like nobody says anything mean about you, hey you. Like Well, that's sweet of you to say, but you know, I'm sure there's somebody I've got of made angry. You can't go through life without making somebody angry or annoyed at you. And you know, if I spent all my time worrying about that, I would never get a chance to live my life and take my journey. No dude. Damn. Hey you is awesome. <laughs> right. Like he's kinda getting to me. Like, <sighs> like man, I was wrong. You know, Pathfinder Gerald, like he um he said something to me the other day that I thought was really awesome. He said, you know, um, well, my other day, I mean, it's been a long time yeah, since yeah, I've seen yeah. him, but uh, he was saying, like, hate or anger, you know, it's like you drink poison and hope the other person dies. But, like, you can set fire with poison. That's true. That's true. I did that once. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly a little worried it was going to, like, blow up in my face, blow up the whole hallway. But it just worked out perfectly. It just, like, burned that little one section, and it worked out great. And Chacha likes him even more. <laughs> Damn. What did you burn it with? Like, did you have, like, matches? Like, what? Oh, this was the coolest shit. So, like, I I fought this thing. I don't even know what it's called. Like, okay? It, like, had, like, it was, like, the size of, it was, like, a little smaller than an anine, you know? You know, maybe like a an anine calf size or something like that, but totally different like body. It was really, it was furry. It had like these little claws and these like terrible antlers. And you know, I had to you know fight that thing down. So it turned out though, when I finally defeated it, I found the. I was like trying to figure out like, is there anything that we could scavenge off of it for the journey because we were low on rations, and so. I found these venom sacks in its mouth. And the cool thing is, those turned out to be flammable, like, really easy. Like, they were super sensitive. Like, um, it reminds me of, what the hell did they call that back at the Proving Ground? I think Chacha's now looking more in love at Nyx, thinking that they can make bigger fires together. Like, <gasps> it has been foretold. Nyx needs to buy a new assortment of jars. <laughs> It wasn't my thing. The thing the crushers were doing in that demonstration, like, what do they call it? Something like nitroglycerin or something like that. So the cool thing is if you just, like, threw a jar of it stuff, it would explode and set fires. It was really awesome. Man, that thing was huge, though. Terrible meat. Not worth trying to, to eat if you ever see one of those things. So just, but the venom is cool. Um, I assume it's poisonous. The locals said that it breathed fire, but it didn't do that when I was fighting it. So that could have been just people making stuff up. Nix is just like grinning at Cha-Cha, like in Cha-Cha's direction. And she's like, <laughs> dang, yeah, that's super cool. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this really long snout and these big whiskers, it was crazy. Dang. So, uh, man, I got like some business. I'm being discreet, you know, with the... <laughs> the bounty and all hence the disguise yeah for sure but if i've wrapped up my business here in a couple days i might be interested in heading back with you because i would like really like to find out what the heck is going on with like pathfinder jen and it just doesn't seem right you know what i mean and like getting like a bad vibe yeah it definitely seems weird She's really the only pathfinder in charmon too so it's weird like it's not not easy to just ask somebody about her but yeah, I mean, you're obviously you're always welcome at the proving ground, and I'm happy to have you along. But for the company, 
And if it doesn't work out, like timing wise for us to travel together, that's cool. If you want, I can ask a Pathfinder chair when I get there. I mean, yeah. So like part of me is kind of still nervous about showing up because if Pathfinder Jen would do that, like who else would do that? You know what I mean? And I don't want to show up at the proving ground and have like the Pathfinders there decided to turn me in. I'm just trying to like live my life, walk my journey. You know, I'm not trying to spend time in a prison. But sure, no, you could talk to uh, like, I mean, obviously you could talk to Pathfinder Joseph again. I mean... She shoots straight with you, right? I mean, she's the one who, she was your teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best idea, right? Like, maybe I could come in subtle, too, with my friends here in disguise. See what the... Oh, your friends are in disguise, too? (laughs) Dilly gives Nyx, I'm like, what the fuck, Nyx? Yeah, I think Chacha's giving her the, come on, dude, be cool. Nyx immediately forgot what she actually said. And she's like, you know, that's their business. That's their journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, that, that is fair. Yeah. It's our thing. Yeah. Disguise. I'm sure it's cool. I mean, obviously, our family travels beside us. And, you know, it's definitely true. I mean, as long as you're not bringing, like, any, like, known terrorists there, I'm sure, like, nobody there's going to have a problem. You know what's interesting? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Hey, you, is, like, who gets to define a terrorist? Oh, well, oh, um, next, maybe we should reorganize this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a compli- that's a complicated geopolitical question, Nix. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what? <laughs> Don't have a lot of time to unpack it with you. Hey, you, although I would love to sometime. I got to go take care of this business. If I'm back, I'll come with you, depending. So, yeah. So what's your business here, by the way? Like, it's like, I mean, I'm here just looking for new travelers but you know you never mentioned what you were here doing just in business which you know that seems i don't know like i get in a tough situation oh you know like jobs you know like we'll do jobs sometimes like it's just a job oh cool well if you got any leads i mean i wouldn't mind helping out while i'm here oh interesting yeah let me uh i'll come swing by if we think we need you for sure all right where are you guys staying I mean, if you got the time to spare at the end, like there's only one, like at the end. Are you there? Is that where you're at? Are you camping? No, no, I'm yeah. staying out here right now camping. Like, it, I find it's easier during these things because a lot of times, like the kids don't like, you know, coming up to talk to me directly. For some reason, this town maybe it's because you know what they supposedly say, but here, but a lot of the times, like when I, when near people are over here, like we stay camped out here so the kids can sneak out at night if they want to come talk to us one on one. Yeah, so they definitely think that we're a cult and that, like, we steal their children. I mean, it's good reason. Good reason. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, that's rough. I mean, you know, take me wrong. I mean, I I joined the Travelers Young, but, like, I, you know, I made my own choice, you know? Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, of course. I haven't looked back on it and doubted it for a second. I've got my new family, and that's all I need. What happened to the old one? Oh, yeah, we... You know, your family travels beside you. I mean, so you leave your family behind. Uh, the order becomes your family. But, like, you had an old one. So did you just say, I'm leaving forever? Well, you know, I let them know I was going off to become a society and to join the society. And yeah, that was God, 12 years ago now. Oh. I hope they're okay. I haven't seen them. What about your parents, though? Like, how do you take care of them? Oh, my birth parents? Oh, I mean, I, I gave that up. I mean... Our parents are the ones who traveled before us. They're the Pathfinders. I mean, the Pathfinders are parents now. You know that. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Like, I 
I was kind of surprised that you were staying with your parents when I was back there, but then I heard your mom was sick and figured the Pathfinders must have, you know, made an exception for you, which, you know, it's a little odd, but, you know, I get it. I get why they would do that. I did not even realize that was an exception. Hey, you, like, they've really never stopped me from writing letters or, like, talking to my parents. Oh, yeah. really? Wow, that's weird. I feel like that never even came up, but, like... Yeah. I remember uh, Pathfinder Tara, I mean, she used to whip me black and blue if she caught me writing a note tag to my family. Weird. Damn. That doesn't sound like a cult to you? That doesn't sound culty? That, that... Hmm, that sounds all that all extreme. She was teaching me to deal with extreme conditions. I mean, I got that. Like, I didn't understand at the time, but, you know, by the time I finished up my time on the Proving Ground, I got it. Where did this happen? He's like, actually, I've got a really wicked scar. You can almost not see it under the tattoo over back here, but let me show you. And he, like, pulls back his shirt, and you see this, essentially, like, a lash mark against his back. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this. She did this with a cloth belt of her robe and it's like cutting through like the tattoo has kind of gone over that scar and you do see it as kind of a flowing looping tattoo as opposed to your sort of more angular form of the tattoos of the order i had no idea that the aerial school was so hardcore dude like we didn't get up to that shit where i trained really nah that's odd (laughs) (laughs) i mean I've talked to people from that studied under Pathfinder Camp. They had pretty similar stories to me. Huh. Maybe you should visit your family one day and just kind of see how they're doing. Check in because, like, that could be part of your journey and it'll be fine. Maybe you're going to help them on their journey. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's a walk. I mean, that's all the way to South Draolis. Oh, dang. You came out of Draolis? How did you even, like, hear about the, like, you know, I was, like, practically raised in it, right? You know, like, I have, my family has always supported or been travelers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. There's there's a way house in Key, and they, you know, they were doing, gathered there, and I, I lived in a village just outside of Key, uh, a little place called Hampers Grove, and I came out there, and I ended up following them back to Proving ground. It was a rough trip. Yeah, it's a heck of a hike. Holy crap, man. But like sick. That's a heck of a way to start your journey. I uh yeah. Dude, I just like want to compare more notes about like our experiences, but I I uh Chasha, I know we gotcha. I, <clears throat> baby pack. Baby pack. Baby pack. Wait, you got Chacha here? One of these is Chacha. He's pointing at Joey right now. <laughs> And he's like, I saw all the posters about her. That was the one that had your name on it, right? The Pathfinder Jen had to take off the board? Yes. Yeah. You're Cha-Cha? Is this going to be a problem here, you? Because, like... Oh, she's even doing the voice. That's awesome. (laughs) Yep. That's me. The one that does the voice. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, terrorism, huh? That seems kind of severely uncool you had to be there you had to be there so she like set a desk on fire that, that's it desk on fire that's it but didn't you say there was like a prison break i mean i assume people died during that right that was a different terrorist well that was after she was already like an accused terrorist for setting a desk on fire you know what i mean and like huh. there were no casualties part of chata's escape afterwards is a different story 
<laughs> there may have been infighting among the guards on who is taking blame. Really? It was hardly even a breakout. They just didn't do the paperwork right. It's ugh. yeah. It was it was a clerical error. I mean, I heard I heard she like turned into shadow and like slashed somebody's throat. You really believe a terrorist with fire powers could turn into shadow? So he turns to Utrecht. He's like, "Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I got it. I got it. Wait a second. It's all starting to make sense. It's starting to come together. Okay, I'm piecing it together. It's like you got to be a um, Talia <sighs> or a Dillabrim." One of the two? Yes. <laughs> oh, which one? Which one? Um, she kind of looks at Dilly and is just like, which one's better? Fun fact, they're the same person, but don't tell anybody. That's a secret. It, exactly. <laughs> they're just really good at disguise. This is definitely going to be a sexual role for you, Dilly. Okay. <laughs> Tatcha's going to, uh, <laughs> I guess, assist with the performance. Stacy gotta yeah. get us out of here. Okay, We're just so. gonna keep digging this hole. <laughs> just digging the hole. It's fine. So. Like, I don't know. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, no. Are you guys interested in the outcome? Since Cha Cha is assistant, it will be a 12 for you, Dilly. I would say that Nix gives you an asset, except that you're also in disguise. So he's probably a little heightened about potential deception, even if he's not worried. Fair, fair. Free level of effort brings it to a nine. Seven again. Yeah, man. That seems pretty far-fetched. I mean... Have you ever seen them in a room together? Well, that one time, with Nix, <laughs> they were all walking together outside her house. How many people are walking? I had to bring the note to her from Pathfinder Jen when she, like, when her poster was on the wall. Yeah, they're just being cagey, hey, you, because, like, of the whole being wanted thing, they just don't want to be too specific. Oh, I totally get that, totally get that. This is going to be a badass story for your journals, by the way. I know. Like, if anybody <laughs> would freaking believe it. I'm sure. There's crazy shit in there. I don't know how much time you spend in the library at the Proving Ground, but it is wild. There's a library at the Proving Ground? <laughs> yeah, it's where people turn in their journals when they fill them up so that uh, we have a record of everybody's journeys. Oh, shit. <laughs> you haven't been doing that? Well, I have a journal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just one? I'm, I'm not a prolific writer. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, what about my letters? I wrote like a ton of letters. Well, I don't know. Uh, if if, if that, that guy had stuff there, they don't have it in the general library. So when you were saying that you only had the one and that you're not a prolific writer, there's a moment where he like pauses and kind of looks up like he's searching his memory. And then he's like, it's like he gives you a look like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is like way too much fun. Hey, you like I kind of forgot how cool you were. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they had scorps. I know, right? But like, Nick, you can't eat scorps, remember? Because then you make that face of sadness. Cha-cha, cha-cha. You can't eat scorps anymore? Um, yeah, it's really... It's like an allergy? It's something, like it's... uh. They just don't taste good to me anymore. I lost my taste for them in this really ate too many. Really sad. It happens. Yeah. You're you're not helping. <laughs> Nix is looking right in Chacha's eyes when she says you're not helping. Wait, wait, when you do say that she ate too many, um, he looks like he jokes like, is that why you changed your hair color to match the scorps? This is actually natural, yeah. Oh wow. That's very cool. Yeah. Chacha gives her a look like, and I wasn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's so weird how the wind works here. I don't feel any wind at all or any breeze, but you know, like a hair's moving. It's weird. Yeah. Pretty cool. It does its own thing. Like miss my mohawk sometimes, but at this point I will offer you an XP. Yeah. <gasps> Who do you have the other XP to? How are we looking on the Tyran and the XPs? I need two more to tear up, I think. To tear up two four? Yeah. Damn. Holy crap. I'm bringing the chaos. You know you retire at tier six. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> or I become the ultimate villain. Listen, you don't know our plan. Or at tier seven, right? You retire tier yeah, it's seven? Tier, it's yeah, it's like tier seven. Because tier six, you have abilities that you mm. get. Cool ones. And then I'll just always re-roll everything. Oh, Dilly. <laughs> or Samson, who is a real person. <laughs> what? <laughs> who can use XP. <laughs> well, I have plenty of XP. I just haven't had a chance to do the thing yet. Okay. Nix, when you say you missed your mohawk, all of your hair stands up immediately and forms into the best mohawk it can Oh, it's crying. Does Nix feel or notice? Like, no? Mm, give me an intellect roll of six. Seven. <laughs> Ooh. You definitely feel something happen up there. And hey, you look so like, oh, that is awesome. How'd you do that? Uh, it just sort of happened when I thought about my mohawk. What? That's badass. That's very cool. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I want to think about slicked back. It kind of moves into that pattern. Middle part. There's a moment where the hair kind of lifts up, and it's almost like it's confused for a moment what to do. And then it shifts into a middle part. Oh, hell yeah. Back to mohawk. Goes back to mohawk. Shit. Oh my god, did you see that? Yeah, that's wild. How are you doing that? I don't know. You couldn't do that before, could you? No. Again, Chat is giving her the what the fuck <laughs> and I wasn't helping. I mean, yeah. You know wild things happen. Oh yeah, any cool mutations, dude? You've been playing the Arch game? You know what? I haven't had much luck with the Arch game. Do you want to play the Arch game? Hey, if you if you know where a badass arch is, I'll give it a shot. Catch is like slowly taking off her glove. So we're gonna, yeah, we'll let you know. Uh, we gotta check in, but I'll definitely be back uh, to say hi and sh and and shoot the shit if I get the chance, dude. Like, well, that's cool, but but um, I'm sorry. Which one were you, Cha Cha or Dillabrim? I got confused with the conversation. Good, that was the intention. We're anybody you want us to be. That's Baby Pack. I'm Bork. Okay, well, that's... Okay, whatever. Um, But where's the arch? Listen. I mean, you can't just leave me hanging like that. Come on. Dilly, should we? Dork? Dork, uh. bork? <laughs> um, Come on, man. Like, you guys can't trust me at this point? Come on, Nick, you can vouch for me. I think, if we're going to do this, I think, hey, you should be the one to make you angry. Yeah, but it's just like... So... If you close your eyes and hold out your hands, we'll give you a gift. She she can play the arch game without an arch. I am the arch game. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, but like, you got to keep in mind, it could go good, right? Or it could go like real bad. Okay. Remember Kyle, may he rest in that puddle? Bork lost his spleen. Okay, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's give it a shot. So he closes his eyes and he holds out his hand. Just just slap me, Bork. It's fine. Okay, quick thing. Uh, Dilly goes to Nyx and 
whispers like, should you ask him about the plate? Because he seems to know a lot. Just a thought. Before he gets to meet nature. Or just in general. I don't know. Well, I spend a lot of time in nature. This is a different nature. Just a thing to think about, Nix. And then I guess Dilly will go and take a deep breath and <laughs> please don't kill me. And then smack Cha-Cha. <laughs> okay. And then like Cha-Cha just like grabs Hey You. Okay. So you grab Hey You and you reach a skin. But debate I have is do I want to offer you an XP or do I want to leave it to the dice to the side? XP? Intrude away, please. Mm-hmm. Intrude on this. Okay. I will offer you an XP then. Yeah, we have to take it. We have to. It- Who will you give it to? Um, between y'all, how are you doing? I have nine XP. I'm fine. Okay. Clearly then, Stace. Because I was going to have Stace roll for Hey You's mutation anyway, because it's like, you made Hey You. I didn't make Hey You. I can't mutate Hey You. Well, you made help to make Hey You. And he consented. <laughs> so you touch Hey You. And there's a moment where you feel that frustration. You feel that power energized in your chest. It seems like at first, like nothing happens. And he's like, kind of like, feels like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. And like he lowers his hand. He's like, He's like, I was hoping for something kind of obvious. And then he puts his hand up to his chest. Oh, no. And he coughs. as It's almost like a gurgling sound. (laughs) And you see blood starting to trickle from his mouth. And And his tongue is swelling in his mouth. And you see his eyes bulge wide until you see the eyes actually pop open. And there are strange tendrils pushing their way out. And he's just very wet. And you see his arms like shifting, like you can hear bones breaking as they shift around in different directions. And then this bone spurs start protruding out his throat until there's a moment where they hit what you must assume is his carotid artery. And blood begins spurting out of his body. (laughs) As his eyes have popped and they're just draining down his face and his tendrils stick out. And this eye goop, this this humor in his eyes, and this arterial blood, both splatter and dilly. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Because he's so horrified, he's turned away from the direction of Um, (laughs) traffic. Goddamn time. He falls to his knees and he finally falls face down and his spine twists angrily and pushes up out of his back until it's made its own little arch. <laughs> and it's at that point that hey, you stop struggling and he stops breathing and he stops pulsing the blood and it just starts draining. I seem to have really bad luck with being nature. Holy fuck. This is like... I'm sorry about your friend, Nix. I've never seen the Archie <laughs> go so badly. Like, usually you end up with, like, sort of a grotesque... Waddle? Yeah, or something like that, you know? I seem to have really bad luck being the Arch, but I think our group in general has bad luck with the Arch game, because, like, Dilly lost his spleen in the Arch game. Damn, that's one way for your journey to end. Holy shit. Yeah. At least he died doing what he loves, playing the Arch game. Yeah, so at this point, I'll offer Dilly an XP. Oh, God. Ooh. So scared. All right, here we go. I'm taking it. 
Who are you giving to the next one? Let's give it to Alex. Oh, no. Tier four. Let's okay. go. Fuck yeah. This is going to be scary. So from the edge of where you are, over by the town, you suddenly hear two screams. And when you look over, you see one of the adolescents that had been at the presentation earlier, who had been bringing her mother back to meet Hey You. And they look in horror at what's happened, and they turn and run back towards the town. Maybe we should leave. Dilly. Yeah, hang on, though. Hang on. Nix will go over and be like, take his boots. Yeah, I was going to say, take the boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think we murdered this guy for boots. no boots? <laughs> take his boots, try to modify them to match your size. Yeah. And uh, just run through his through his pockets for any, any keepsakes or his journal and his journal. Mm. Okay, so you grab his journal. You find on the first page he's got a numbering scheme. Holy shit. This is journal 30. Jesus, hey, you? You can see he's already got it about a third full. And I told you he had like five shins, right? I don't think you mentioned that, but next will take him. He had five shins on him. Got some rations. And he also has, he has two ciphers on his person. Oh, shit. I didn't expect hey, you to die. Me either. I, uh, yeah. Should we go through the arch just out of like respect? How big is this arch? Made out of his body? Yeah. Can we go through his body arch? It's not a big arch. It's it's maybe it's still the same length of his spine. It just his spine pulled up and stretched into an, an arch. How tall is Hey You? Could Chacha kind of limbo underneath it? Respectfully. Respectfully? Is that what you said? <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully climb through his body. Yeah. Just like Nix is actually, I think that like <gasps> we could put his boots through the arch in respect. No, I'm gonna wear these. What are you talking about? But like, like a final arch, like trap thing before we take it, take them. We put it through his body arch. I don't think the boots are disappearing. The only thing you guys have that would fit through the arch is maybe Hubert. That's Hubert's choice to make. Yeah, that that's <laughs> kind of on Hubert. I don't want to, be to make this choice. So are you ready for the two ciphers? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. She, I'm even going to write them down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first cipher is an instant companion. It is a small capsule. If you submerge it in water for one minute, the cipher morphs into a hound-like beast of a level equal to the cipher level with appropriate health, damage inflicted, and so on, plus one point of armor. The hound obeys the user's commands as best it can with only animal-level intelligence for 28 hours or until it is slain, whichever comes first, at which point it dissolves into thick liquid. Oh. So roll 1d6 on that. Hang up. Nyx reaches into her cipher pouch, remembers she has the reset cipher, and she uses it. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh. Excellent. So, Nyx. You activate this cipher. There is a moment where everything freezes and you are standing there and things begin moving in reverse. For you, you see those last five minutes happening in reverse in real time. And I'm feeling generous today. I'll offer you an XP at this point. <gasps> Daniel, Ooh! I am scared. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Who will you give the other two? Uh, let's see. Samson? Yeah, probably Samson. Alex, I want you to get the love, even though you're, like, like ahead of us, quote-unquote. But, like, I also kind of want to try to keep it even. 
Yeah, I kind of like this, you know, keeping it even so that not one of us is like super powerful. So if we happen to be like time frozen during a fight, it's not like one person like we're screwed. Right. If one person's not pulling their weight, like mm-hmm. it's it's OK. Yeah. Yeah, it's OK. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go cry after this episode. <laughs> <done. laughs> yes, yeah, so this actually happens. And you get back to the five minutes before, which is like right around the time where you guys are explaining the arch situation, maybe slightly before it. It's when he's talking about the arch game. He wants to know where the arch is. But before Cha-Cha has said, like the moment is about to freeze where Cha-Cha like started to take off her commodity. But before you've explained to hey, you what's happening. But at this point, everything freezes. Ooh. And there is a shift in the air. And you can't see anything clearly, but some strange light. Like it's almost like there's these strange bubbles of light all around you. And you hear a voice around you. The language that it is speaking, the sounds that it is making in your head, you do not recognize. But yet you still understand. And it reviews and it says, Unauthorized access of temporal technology detected. Oh. You are not approved for this timeline alteration. Oh, like why not? You do not possess needed clearance for operation of said item. This will be noted in your record. Further incursions will result in severe disciplinary action. Wait, like who are you? And with that, the lights fade and you are dropped back into real time as Heyu is asking. So where's this arch? I mean, I'm definitely interested. Okay. So, like, I'm just going to stop this right here, you guys, because I had a reset cipher that turned back time five minutes, and I did it because, hey, you, you died. So, cha-cha, whatever you're thinking, stop thinking it. There's going to be no accidents. We're all going to be okay. All right? All right. Whoa. You have a cipher that turns back time? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just... You used it? Yeah, I used it. Oh. I mean... Badass. Yeah, man. And thanks. I mean, family looks after family, right? And he kind of gives you like a playful punch on the shoulder. Nix like looks away and she she tries to like shrug it off. Like, yeah, family looks after family. For sure. For sure. Well, like I said, I'm heading back. Whether you come with me or not, but like you have any journal you want to send back with me? Like, you know, at this point, you got to have a couple, right? Nix pulls out her journal. How far along is she? A third into it. No. No, it's Nick. Sorry. He was a third into his 30th journal. You are about three-fourths of the way through for the eight years that you've been traveler. I'm almost done with uh with this journal. Oh. There is something where you don't need to roll for it. And it's not it's not mean spirited or anything like that. But there is a little bit of disappointment in his eyes. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm sure you'll get it filled up no time. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm actually going to, like, um, work harder at it. I didn't realize that, like, everyone else was writing so many journals. So definitely going to step up my game and maybe, like, you know, think of some, of some of my best adventures in the past and write them down also. All right. Well, you just remember, don't do it because of the others. Do it to reach your own peak. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Shit. Well... Glad uh, you undied, um, and that means that I'm going to see you again, hopefully before you leave. Oh, shit. 
I just got another question for you because, like, you seem like really up on traveler stuff. You seem like you know, like, a lot. Uh, what about these plates? You ever heard of these plates? You mean like to eat off of? No, they're like uh, commemorative plates for like dead travelers. They're like keepsakes. Dead travelers. You know, it doesn't ring a bell for me, but I could have sworn, could have sworn that Terrace said something about that. Terrace? Yeah, another another traveler. He's you know kind of came along to the school. Like he was um he was another special case. You know, he had some exceptions made for him. Oh. Like me, I'm I'm like a special case also. <laughs> he laughs. He's like, yeah, dude, of course you are. I I, I didn't know, man. Like, I, I did not know. <laughs> like, how did you not know? Not everybody gets a private quarters in their last year. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I just like assumed like people like me. You know what I mean? Like, like I was doing really good. <laughs> he laughs. He's like, dude, you're, you're cool. You're awesome. Don't don't misunderstand. Let's just say our, you know, our time at the Proving Ground was different. And he claps you on the shoulder happily. He's like, tell you what, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate that you reset time for me. Um, that's badass. I hope you write about it in your journal because. Oh, yeah, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because that needs to be in the library for sure. It's cool that, you know, you're thriving throughout all this strife. And like I said, I'm going to talk to Pathfinder Gerald, see what I can figure out, because I'm curious now. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to finish eating up and get some sleep, because I'm pretty sure some of the kids are going to show up soon. And at that point, you do hear footsteps behind you, and it's this kid walking up with her mother. Ideally, it's at this point that you hear a voice in your head, and it is definitely the automaton. And it says... Something's changed. Internally, Dilly will answer, uh, yeah, the timeline changed, apparently. Or you talking about something else? More than that. I, I heard what your friend Nick said, but she left something out. There's something different about her. And when you look at Nick's, you feel this intrusion on your vision internally, where you see what appears to be, you're not exactly sure... You don't necessarily know the symbol that's floating above Nix's head in your vision here. Mm -hmm. All you know is you look at it and you see a warning. And that's where we'll end this episode. Damn. I'm happy we saved him. Since it mostly dealt with Nix, say something about this episode. Well, I can't believe I finally used the reset cipher. I thought that thing was going to last to the end of the campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was really cool talking to Hey You because, like, I think of how Nyx has developed, and that was, like, very much her vibe at the beginning of the campaign. And I thought it was, like, a really nice contrast between, like, where Nyx is now versus how she was then. I thought that was really cool. So, yeah. But I also liked, I mean, it was mostly about Nyx, but how Dilly and Cha Cha just, like, threw in to help heckle. <laughs> that was great they're just like all in like no questions asked they're like yeah we're doing this <laughs> yeah we trust nix yeah. it's yeah. the others mm -hmm. that we're just like mm. yeah very cool so we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions that's where we offer you the listener and xp to check out something we think you would really dig this week it is stace's turn stace what would you offer our listeners and xp to check out i would offer our listeners and xp to check out the video game factorio you can get it on Steam. I want to say it's like 30 bucks. 
maybe 20. I can't remember. Anyway, it is a like supply chain game. You build a factory and basically the goal of the game is to automate your shit until you like achieve an advanced technology or different advanced technologies so you can build a rocket and get off the planet. Ooh. Yep. Kind of like Pikmin? <laughs> um, no, it's like top down. You have an engineer. So you're at the beginning of each map, new game, your engineer crashes onto, you know, a planet that is populated by nothing but swarming bug creatures. And so while you're building your factory, you also have to do a little bit of like, it's not quite tower defense, but you, it kind of is. You have to have like your turrets and you can, you know, develop and build walls and uh, you got to build ammunition so you can build assembly line or assembly belts to like take your ammunition to your turret. Ooh. But you need, you know, iron for your ammunition and you need like copper plating or like depending on the type of ammunition, you might need different things. So you have your you know, different belts, like pulling it all together, running by different processors, which make different parts, which go into the final product, which deliver it to the turret and so on and so forth. And it's it's just so cool. I feel like I'm not describing it particularly well, but like you got to watch a video and you just got to watch these assembly belts just take these resources everywhere and then they get pulled automatically into processing and turned into like copper coil and then turned into, you know, electric electronic chips and stuff like oh so great i wasted so much of my life on this game uh, i haven't picked it up because i'm worried i would get too addicted to it but <laughs> i remember you talking about this off air and i told one of my friends about it who's a math professor and he was like his eyes lit up with excitement the more i passed on your description of it oh yeah and it's like it's super addictive so it's not turn-based it's real time but you're always just like I just need to, you know, build one more process. Ooh. And I've like really messed it up and put like too many different parts on the same conveyor belt and realized that I needed to like refine it. And uh, yeah, I I've made some beautiful symmetrical factories. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think about Factorio or about the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, and little bit of homework just try googling explorers wanted just see like if we're the first results if we're at that point yet Ooh, no nasa has a program called explorers wanted that's not us oh fuck oh damn we should sue them for copyright infringement all right well just nasa exploring outer space listen did they copyright it oh we're the first result on my browser but i don't know what that means because i visit our website 20 times a day whether they did or not, they have more money than us. So, yeah. Do they at this point? Do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they do. Everyone has more money than us. True. <laughs> true. As an accountant, true. <laughs> well, if the Google thing doesn't work, they can go to explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can find all the places that we have staked our claim on the internet, such as on Twitter, where we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcasts. They want to interact and talk with us directly and see all the cool people that we have collected into our own little community. They can go to our Discord at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. That should get you the link. And if they want to support us and it is within their means, they can do so at patreon.com slash explorerswanted. Give us money so we can fight NASA, please. Yeah, absolutely. 
we got to get that SEO. <laughs> and honestly, if you enjoy the show, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend. Tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to us. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Stitcher. Those three make the biggest difference. If I'm being honest with you, Apple Podcasts makes the most difference for people finding us and trying us out. Podchaser is probably second in that list. If you don't have an Apple account, that's totally okay. We get it. Go steal a friend's iPhone and leave us a review under their account. <laughs> I'm kidding. Legally, I have to say I'm kidding. But <laughs> do it. Legally. But anyway, those reviews make a huge difference for people trying us out. They make a huge difference for the exposure of our show and people just to help people find us and check it out. If you didn't like the show or if you just thought it was meh, well, I want to remind you that is is not the same as should. Just because something is a certain way does not mean it should remain that way. And where we can, we must endeavor to make the should a new reality. But this is not easy and can't always happen quickly. For example, I wish I could tell you something comforting right now, that the dark is just an absence of light that has no mind of its own writhing in the corners of your room. I wish I could tell you that monsters aren't real. I wish I could tell you that there's no reason to listen to that tingling sensation in your spine, that nothing is watching you. But there are things that slip in and out of our peripheral vision, things that scuttle and chew against the inside of our skulls. We cannot make them go away. We can only hope that the reverse is also true. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlick, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Tell me what, what your definition of himbo is at Slam Potato. Join me in my campaign of sending the NASA Explorers Wanted reviews of our podcast at Realty Unicorn on Twitter and Twitch Tea with a Unicorn. <laughs> okay, that's it for us. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in your foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye. Whenever you're listening to this, and bye. bye. Fuck yeah, what nap, <sighs> man.